Welcome to the Go Home Show. I'm Jeremy Timmerman, your host. Records indicate it's been more than a month since I did an episode, almost two months. Been a lot going on, I've been out of town some, um, just haven't uh, really, I'm not going to make any excuses, I just haven't committed to sit down and record an episode, which is ridiculous because the whole point of this is that um, I, I can record this while I'm going home from work. I go home from work every day. I also go to work every day, although I don't think anyone would want to hear me record a show on the way to work. Anyway, I'm back. This is a good week to start it back off. Uh, It is the last week, or the last, it is the week before SummerSlam. Uh, We've had our last shows before, our last Raw, our last SmackDown, and uh, WWE, some of us have talked about it, and I'm not going to spend too much time on anything other than my SummerSlam predictions, because that's the, the the thing the reason to do a show this week but um i, I kind of feel like they've just abandoned the go home show a little bit um which in a way isn't terrible because uh with all the other stress they put on these guys bodies and these girls bodies putting them in shows uh sometimes two and three a week and that's not on a pay-per-view week um I, it's it's not awful that they give a lot of their talent kind of the week off, the week before a pay-per-view, to kind of let that body heal up. You know, you don't have most of the talent. They're either not in a match or they're in a uh, kind of a, a multi-person tag match, like the dark match. Um, after all, included Dean Ambrose and all the people you would expect Dean Ambrose to be partnering with against all the people that you would expect those people to be fighting. I don't know exactly who it was, but I remember reading the eight-man tag lineup and being like, oh, yeah, that's exactly how I would expect they would have done that dark match. But for the most part, uh, the go-home show isn't as important as it once was. And, and I'm okay with that, because what we do get is the Monday after every pay-per-view is pretty awesome now. At, and the Tuesday, too. I mean, we'll get you'll get title rematches, you'll get uh, big returns, you'll get big announcements, you'll get number one contender matches... So I'm cool with it, just not a lot to talk about with with Raw and SmackDown this week. So that being said, I'll jump right into my predictions for SummerSlam. It is this Sunday, August the whatever this Sunday is, 19th I guess. Um, I'm going to start with the three pre-show matches. Uh, First up, let's go with B-Team versus The Revival uh, for the Raw Tag Team Championships. I'm going to say, if this is the end of the B-Team run, preface that. I do like what they've done with B-Team. I said when The Miz got moved to SmackDown and B-Team, which was The Miz Taraj at the time, stayed on Raw, um, I like what they did with them. I like, I, I, I said then, I, I like that they're doing this only if those guys get some shine. Because I thought, as great as The Miz is, he deserves you know 75% of the credit for how cool The Miz Taraj was and how much fun it was. Uh, those guys did their work to get it over and to be a big part of it and to carry their characters. And and those two, both of them, have done that for X number of years, how many years they've been on the roster. They've they've done whatever the WWE wanted and got it as over as it could be. I mean, you're talking about, uh, I think they were both in the Social Outcasts and the Miz Taraj and now the B-Team and... and you know, I mean, think about from Curtis Axel's perspective. This is the son of Mr. Perfect. And he's not awful in the ring. He's not great, but he's not awful. And he has 
done his best with some gimmicks that basically he's just been making a joke of himself for several years now, and he does it to entertain us. And Bo Dallas, I mean, he's the black sheep. (laughs) He's the least talented of the Rotunda brothers. He's uh, the least impressive of of the former NXT champions. Probably, I mean, just thinking off the top of my head, he's probably the least impressive of those. And yet, they just go to work, man. They just go to work, and they do what they're asked. And so I like that they got a tag team run. It needs to end here, though. Um, Even though Raw is the less loaded of the tag team divisions, there's still some teams like the Revival and AOP and and several others on there, uh, Titus Worldwide, that are just better than the B team uh, in the ring. And, and and this B team, B team, go go go. It's fun, but it's not going to last forever. So this is the time to go ahead and go ahead and, and push that to the back of the line where it probably belongs. But I, I like that those two got some shine. Like that's the way it's supposed to work. We just it, it doesn't work that way usually. So we get a little salty. You know, when guys like Axel and Dallas get that that title run, and we're like, whoa, why didn't Enzo and Cass ever get that when they were not Royal D-Bags? Why doesn't Bray Wyatt get everything he deserves? Uh, But it's cool when guys like Axel and Dallas get rewarded for busting their tails. I like it. And they, they did a story with it. You know, these guys getting these improbable wins. They keep getting improbable wins. They're not, like, dominating... AOP to win tag titles. They're getting these like goofy, fluky wins, and it's fine. But the revival needs to win on Sunday. The revival, they put in some time for whatever reason. They didn't get treated well when they got called up. The last couple rounds of NXT call ups have been just weird to say the least. Um, calling up guys and girls and not having a lot for some of them to do once they called them up. So uh, the revival just needs to get this win and get on towards a feud with probably AOP. There's some other teams on the Raw roster that, that that need to get some time too, but um, those are the main two that right now are, are healthy and there and actual tag teams and um, just kind of need to, to to get into some some meaningful matches. So the revival needs to win that. I'm hoping they win that. The next one I'm going to talk about is Rusev and Lana versus uh, Almas and uh, oh my God, I can't remember her name. This is awful. See, I wrote down on my rundown, I just wrote Idolo because I was writing it in a hurry. And now I cannot remember, well, you know, the lady who runs around with Almas. And I'm not going to edit this out either. I am not going to edit this out. I'm going to let myself sound like an idiot for this. So just know, I could have edited this out and I just left myself looking stupid. Zelina Vega! I knew it was something Vega, but I knew I, yeah. So anyway... Back to, the, back to what I was talking about. That's the match. Rusev and Lana versus Almas and Zelina Vega. Um, and, I, God, I hate this. I hate it so much. Because Almas needs to win this. I mean, Almas should be the one who, well, let me rephrase that. Almas should win this match. Rusev needs to win more. Does that make sense? I mean, I hope that makes sense to all of you. Almas should win this. He's newer on the roster. Um, I think it's better for, for the story they've been telling that almost wins. Rusev continues to struggle with, with Lana and, and Aiden English. What I hope this leads to, since I don't think Rusev is going to win, what I hope this leads to is Rusev just going, enough of this. Um, unlike a lot of people, I'm cool if they end the Rusev Day thing because kind of like the B team, um, 
those little things that are just simple and they're over, eventually they're not over anymore. So the cool thing they can do with Rusev Day is they can end it now, have him turn heel, have him like be a monster heel, do some winning, and have the fans really wanting Rusev Day. Instead of running it into the ground until fans are tired of it, let fans want it so that one year, two years, five years, ten years down the road, they find a way to bring back Rusev Day, and it's just as over as it always was. So I think that's what's gonna. I'm hoping that's what's gonna happen. I, I think Almas wins, and I'm hoping what happens is that Rusev just kind of decides enough of this silliness. Uh, I, I got a WWE Championship match out of this, but it didn't work out, and I'm tired of it. So I'm gonna go back to breaking people, and whether that involves Lana, whether that's just Rusev on his own going on a holy tear. Either one, I want that to be the result since I'm pretty sure Almas is winning. Um, next up, Cedric Alexander and Drew Gulak in the Cruiserweight Championship match. I should be honest with you, I don't watch a lot of 205 Live. I got a lot going on. The Braves are really good right now. So I watch a lot of Braves baseball, and I just haven't had room for 205 Live. So I haven't watched it, but... Um, I feel like Gulak's going to win. He's been kind of a star of that division. Going back to when it was still partially on Raw. Um, so I think this is a good chance for him to kind of get his uh, get his title. Get his, um, not to say that that's his title. That's, that's not what I mean. But like to get his title run. To get his shine. Um, I feel like I'm calling for a lot of title changes. So I'm probably going to be wrong an awful lot here. But I just think that's the way to go. Drew Gulak wins. Cedric Alexander is clearly so talented. He is a, I don't want to say a, a Roman Reigns of that division or a Charlotte of that division, but he's so talented and he's so popular and he puts on such good matches that at any point he can get back and win that title and it won't be a problem. So I think Gulak is one of those that maybe if he doesn't win a title now, he kind of fades out, um, which isn't good on that, especially on that show where um, they don't have the TV fan base. I think just now is the time to let Gulak win. Um, so that's, that's what I think is going to happen. Next up, I'm going to talk about Daniel Bryan and The Miz. This is in the small handful of matches that I think opens the show. It's either this one or the Intercontinental match, perhaps New Day versus Bludgeon Brothers. Those or, or Becky, Charlotte, and Carmella. That's like my four that I think could open it. I'm going to say that, that The Miz and Daniel Bryan open the show because I think they're going to tear the freaking house down. We've all been looking for this match for like a year and a half now, I think. I think it was, I think it was about a year and a half ago that, that, that The Miz went on his rant on Talking Smack about Daniel Bryan that kind of kicked off this rejuvenation of The Miz as, I mean, he was our, in the Top Rope Facebook group, he was our Superstar of the Year last year. Um, I think... And what sparked all that was this feud. Been waiting on this match. This this is the stage. I think Daniel Bryan has to win this. I, now, I don't. I shouldn't say has to win this. I I will predict Daniel Bryan to win it. There is also room for the Miz to kind of uh, maybe maybe he gets some help from Maurice. I don't know Maurice's health situation, but maybe she you know after having a baby, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing. There's a lot wrong with her right now, gentlemen. You've never. If you're a female that's listening and you had a child, you know what I'm talking about. If gentlemen, if you've never been around a woman that's had a baby, um, uh, maternity leave is not just a, a mommy vacation. Um, physically, a lot goes on when you squeeze a human out of your body. 
or have a human cut out of your body. So all that said, I don't know where, where Maurice is on all that. I, I haven't kept track of that timeline. But if she's physically able, maybe she maybe she's has a part in this. And that's important because the next pay-per-view is Hell in a Cell in September. They moved it up. October is now Evolution for the women. And then the giant Australian pay-per-view, whatever that's called, that's, that's probably like semi-canonical, kind of like the Greatest Royal Rumble. Um, anyway, so the next pay-per-view is Hell in a Cell, so I could see where maybe The Miz gets some sort of dirty win. Not a DQ. He wins dirty. He claims he beat Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan demands a Hell in a Cell match, which could be absolutely incredible. So I, I guess I'm kind of hoping that The Miz wins there. Um to kind of give us that Hell in a Cell match between the two of them. But if not, uh, I, I think Daniel Bryan's going to win this feud. Put it that way. If this is the only time they, they face each other, whether that's because Daniel Bryan leaves or because they move on, um, Daniel Bryan wins. If not, I can see The Miz winning. I think Daniel Bryan wins, um, and then somehow Miz gets a rematch later, You know, maybe on SmackDown in a couple weeks, and then that leads to a Hell in a Cell match. I don't know. Uh, I do feel like those two are headed for a Hell in a Cell match, though. Um, what is next? Let's go with Finn Balor and, and Baron Corbin, another match that has absolutely no stakes whatsoever. Um, I assume Finn Balor wins this. Baron Corbin, though, he doesn't get enough credit. He doesn't. Uh, his in-ring work has remained great. Uh, great's a big word. It, it remained good. He's a good in-ring performer, Especially when you consider that everyone thinks he's terrible. Um, I think Baron Corbin is, is a good in-ring performer. Um, he And I thought that this character that he's doing, this Constable character, was absolutely terrible for him as a wrestler. But he has owned it. And he has done really well with it. And I, I, I wouldn't mind if he won. I don't think he will. I think they've set it up to where Finn Balor is just going to beat him because Baron Corbin's gotten the best of him and gotten the last laugh with his you're a small man in a big man's world concept, which has been done so many times, but Baron has owned it and made it feel fresh to me anyway. Um, but I feel like Balor wins, and that's probably the right call because uh, Corbin, he's a made man in the company. I mean, let's just be real. Vince likes him. He's a big dude who's athletic. Uh, his, he hits well because he's a, he's a boxing champion. He's got three or four moves that he makes them look like he just killed somebody. And some of that is the selling, but when it looks that way against everyone, you can't just say, oh, that's people selling for him. Um, eventually, you have to admit that he's just really good at doing the deep six. He's really good at that choke slam backbreaker. He's really good at the end of days. Those are moves that he makes look like he has killed a man every time he does it. And so I, I got to give Baron Corbin credit for that. So um, he's one of those. And with his current character, he's in a position where it's easy to book him to championship matches. And he doesn't have to win to for them to be able to tell a story with him. So he's a lucky man. and He's going to lose to Finn Balor, I think. And that's okay. Even though I, I wish Baron Corbin would beat Finn Balor because I don't like Finn Balor. I think Baron Corbin's better in the ring than Finn Balor is. Yeah, I said it. Tweet that. Facebook that. Call me out on that. I think Baron Corbin's better than Finn Balor. So there's that. Um, <laughs> another title match. 
Shinsuke Nakamura defending the United States title against Jeffrey Hardy. I, I would like to say, tell you that I'm interested in this match. I'm not. Um, it's another one that I could see them. I don't think it should open the show. I could absolutely see them opening the show with it. I'm hoping they don't. Um, hoping Nakamura needs to just beat Jeff Hardy. I don't like Jeff Hardy in 2018. I'm sure I was really jacked up about him like 16 years ago. But good lord. I, I just, I, I'm not interested in him. I don't care. Like, my problem with Jeff Hardy, and and maybe others are guilty of this too, but he was outside of the WWE for so long, working in like multiple companies where he was like mostly in uh, TNA, but he was also working other places, I guess, to where like he could just switch characters and it didn't matter. But who the heck is this painted person that he is now? And it just seems like it just came out of nowhere. Like, oh, I'm painted now. This is me. I'm doing something different. But there's no story with it. Maybe that's on Jeff. Maybe that's on creative. I don't know. But I just don't care about Jeff Hardy. So I'm hoping and predicting that Shinsuke beats him to go on to something that matters. Now, let's move on to the SmackDown Women's Championship match. This is uh, the champion Carmella defending in a uh, triple threat match against Becky Lynch and Charlotte. Um, My initial gut feeling is that one of Becky and Charlotte win... My hope, the more compelling story is that Becky wins, um, and I don't want to say a heel turn for Becky, that's, that's something that I've seen, that I've kind of wondered about, and I've, I've seen other podcasts talk about it, and I wouldn't rule it out, but the more compelling story is that she doesn't quite turn heel, maybe she even forces a heel turn from Charlotte, and what I mean by that is she wins, and then... Charlotte wants a wants a title match, and Becky's like, I, I can't just give you a title match. Um, I, and I haven't looked it up. Maybe WWE has never uh, exactly required logic out of their storylines, so I don't think it would be a stretch to set for Becky to just kind of say, "Hey, you know, you haven't given me a title match. You know, you haven't. I've had to scratch and earn and get my way and and, and fight my way back to being." Um, a number one contender for this belt. And now that I've won it, I'm not just going to hand out rematches. You know, first Carmella gets her rematch, and then, you know, we'll just have to see what happens after that. So so maybe Becky showing Charlotte a little tough love, and then that brings the heel back out in Charlotte. Because I do think that's where Charlotte is best. There were storyline reasons that she turned face that, that you know, we, we all want to see these people on their best side, right? We want to see Bobby Roode as a heel. We want to see Charlotte as a heel. Um, there are people that I think are better as faces. AJ Styles, I didn't enjoy AJ as a heel in particular. Um, but I think it made sense. But Charlotte, I think, so that's what I think I'm going to predict is that Becky wins. That, of course, forces some tension between Charlotte and Becky. And, um, that turns Charlotte to more of a heel. I think is, is what I, I, I predict, what I, what I hope happens. But, be ready. For those of you who hate Carmella, I think Carmella's been much improved and been much better than I expected. Um, be ready because there's a chance that Carmella wins this because Charlotte and Becky are so focused on each other. 
you know, they've already set the table for that on on Tuesday that um, that sh- that we want to we want you. Paige even said we want to see you ladies doing what you do best. So Carmella, go talk on the mic, and you two put on a match. So they've set the table that Carmella beats Becky and Charlotte, and and that's her angle is that she's proven I'm the best. I can beat all of these people. Um, I don't know if that's the smartest way to go long term. Because then, what, what do you what do you have? You, you just go back to Asuka and let Asuka beat her. Um, with almost as that's just almost anticlimactic because uh, Carmella's already, you know, as she would say, she's already beaten Asuka. She's already conquered that particular um, juggernaut. So what I'm hoping is that Becky wins, and it sets up a little little mini feud with Charlotte, um, who who kind of turns heel. I think that's the way to go. Um, what do I have next? Let's look at the old list here. I have, oh, Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental Championship with Drew McIntyre and, um, Dean Ambrose on the apron. Uh, not on the apron, but at ringside. This, the addition of not just Drew as a piece of the puzzle, but of Drew and Dean as sanctioned parts of the match that it was in the contract. Now, we would assume that if every match had a contract, um, that's in there. You know, they're allowed a person at ringside. You know, that's a standard. I'm actually getting the WWE rulebook. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's like WWE rules and how to break them. I found it on Amazon for like five bucks and I had five dollars left on a gift card. And so I ordered it and it's mine now. I think it's coming today, actually. Um, but I would assume that in the you know the the rules they pretend they have, that would be standard that they could have somebody at ringside. But because they talked about that, and because Seth made a point of bringing back Dean, that's going to factor in somehow. Um, it could be that Dean kind of cost Seth. I, I just don't know why he would do that. Um, I don't know really what purpose that would serve. That'd be a hard right. I mean, yeah, it would get Dean to the heel side that a lot of folks want him to be on, but if he turns on Seth, presumably Seth loses, and then what has he accomplished? I think the, the way to go here, if that's where they're going, and I think this is what we're going to see, is that... Um, Seth beats Dean, or Seth beats Dolph, and then that's when, you know, maybe Monday on Raw, we see Dean kind of turn on Seth. Or or a couple weeks from now, we see Dean turn on Seth because he wants that shot at the Intercontinental Championship. But I just, I don't see where having Dean turn on Seth now makes sense. Um, because the, the, the time for Dean to... Seth hasn't done anything to Dean, you know, recently, and they've kind of buried that uh, 2000, what was that, 2014 hatchet. Um, They they dealt with that late last year, I guess. Um, So, I guess the purpose, there there would be no benefit for Dean to turn on Seth now. So, uh, I think the way to go is to have Seth capture the Intercontinental title, resolve whatever there is to be resolved with Dolph, and then that's when Dean 
uh, kind of starts his turn on Seth, if that's the way they're going. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen here. So, um, yeah. Um, I'm going to say Seth beats, beats Dolph. And I think that continues the feud. And, and this is one that we could see the third match inside a cage. Maybe the, the guys on the outside get involved. Um, Seth wins, and then Dolph says, enough, enough. You know, I, we're, I'm too good, we're too good to have this match result, to have this match affected by, by people on the outside. I want you inside a cell. That's another one that could be good inside a cell. Pay-per-view's called Hell in a Cell, and you got that thing hanging up there. You might as well put a bunch of matches in it. Um, next I've got is Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens. I don't like this match, and it bothers me that they've taken a match like at some point in the last year, I've probably listed Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens as a match that I want to see one day. And yet, they have managed to set it up in such a way that I don't want to see this match. I don't like this match. I don't want any part in this match. Um, Braun Strowman should not have been the Money in the Bank winner, okay? He should not have the Money in the Bank briefcase. Um, but he does. Uh, he didn't need it. He, he's already established that he can beat Roman Reigns. He's already established that if he were to get a clean one-on-one match with Brock Lesnar, he would win. That's the story they've told in their past interactions, like in matches at the Royal Rumble, when they had a triple threat with the two of them and Kane for some unknown reason. Um, we've seen the storytelling that Braun Strowman is the, is the force that can take down Brock Lesnar. And we know we can beat Roman Reigns. So those two are at the pinnacle. And so Braun Strowman didn't need the Money in the Bank briefcase, but they put it on him. And so I don't know what good... Kevin Owens would have made more sense as the original Money in the Bank winner. If you wanted him to have the briefcase, just give him the briefcase and let Braun go about getting a title match the the, the normal way. Um, to have him put on that put that briefcase on the line, there's no result I like in this match. Either Braun just crushes Kevin Owens um, and keeps his briefcase, which isn't good for Kevin Owens. It's not terrible for Kevin Owens. I mean, losing to Braun Strowman, it's just everybody's going to do it because Braun is the monster. But it doesn't help Kevin Owens. There's no reason to set up this match for Kevin Owens just to get beat down. And having KO take Braun's briefcase, now Braun has to feud with Kevin Owens more when he could be going after the Universal Championship. So, I don't know. Um, I'm going to predict that Kevin Owens wins this. I don't like it, but I think that's the story they've told. Um, I would love to be wrong. Every Every pay-per-view prediction I've done, there's been at least one match where I was like, this is what I think is going to happen. I want to be wrong. Let me be wrong. This is this is probably the only one this time. Um, I, I, I don't... I, I want to be wrong. So, let me be wrong. Um, the next match I've got is the Bludgeon Brothers versus New Day for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Uh, I think this has the potential to be a really good match. I am concerned that... Uh, Eric Rowan isn't spectacular in long matches because Eric Rowan 
isn't spectacular. So, uh, I don't know if this can quite reach the, the level. Well, it can't. I'm just going to say, just know this match, unless the Bludgeon Brothers have some crap up their sleeves that we haven't seen before, this match cannot reach the Uso New Day level from last year, two years ago, whatever that was. It was last year. They just it just can't. It it can't. Um, so don't expect it. And it's fine, you know. I mean, we're talking about one of the greatest feuds we've seen in this era. That said, I think this could be a really good match. I'm thinking New Day wins this. It's just time. New Day hasn't really had anything significant I, in in a, several months now. Um, and I think it's a good idea to get the belts off of New Day, off of Bludgeon Brothers. And, and kind of switch to a more serious feud between New Day and Sanity. Um, I, I think that's a, that's there for the taking. Um, and then we can get back to New Day Usos. Don't think we can't. That, that's still in the cards. I, I would love to see Usos move over to, to Raw. Um, but that's still in the in the mix. So, but yeah. Right now, I, th- I just think the right answer is New Day beating Bludgeon Brothers. I don't think we can get anything else out of a Bludgeon Brothers reign right now. Um, I don't think it's the right time to go Bludgeon Brothers versus Sanity. Just because I, I don't know what good we get out of that. So, I- I'm going to go New Day wins this. Um, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe for the WWE Championship. This match has the potential, has a ton of potential. Because Samoa Joe is so good on his own. And AJ Styles is so good at making whoever he faces look even better than they've already looked. And I know this is a match that has happened before on other platforms. Um, I'm excited about it happening right here in the WWE. And I have not been as huge of a Samoa Joe fan as uh, some others. Um, I know there's lots of guys that I know that are huge Samoa Joe fans. Eh, I'm not that into him, but I'm really into this match. I think it could be a really good one. Um, AJ Styles has been the WWE champion for like nine months now. I think it's like 280 days by the time uh, SummerSlam rolls around. It might be 280 days already, so, you know, 284, whatever it is. So, um... I think it's time. I think it's time for AJ Styles to drop that belt to Samoa Joe. Whether it's dropping it to Samoa Joe so that um, Daniel Bryan can face Samoa Joe. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know what the next feud is. But there's lots of options. SmackDown is so loaded with guys that can face Samoa Joe for that title. Of course, same, with, same thing with AJ. Because with AJ... He's the pinnacle right now. He's the he's the the top guy on SmackDown, and has been for months. So you can do face versus face with that kind of guy. You can have a Daniel Bryan AJ Styles feud. I would hope they would save that for WrestleMania. I think that would be a, a WrestleMania season feud that I would like to see. So, and that's another thing that Samoa Joe taking the belt does is delay that. So I just think that's the way to go. I think Samoa Joe chokes out AJ Styles. Um, I think then they would have a rematch at Hell in a Cell. I don't think that makes much sense for a Cell match, necessarily. Uh, I wouldn't be against it. Um, I would put the whole pay-per-view inside the Cell. That's how I would, uh, that's how I would sell that pay-per-view, is 
look, if you want to be on this card, you're going inside a cell. So you have guys having to make that decision. Like, I want my revenge on Braun Strowman. Do I want it inside a cell? I don't think I do. Um, next up is Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey. I'm not going to talk for very long about this match. Ronda Rousey, point blank, does not deserve as much hype as this match is going to get. She is not ready to be the face of that women's division. She's not good enough in the ring. She's not good enough on the mic. They made a huge mistake on Monday um, putting her in a situation that she shouldn't have been in because uh, they used Jim the Anvil Neidhart's death to leverage Rousey as a face. Fans ate it up. I don't know why. Um, that shouldn't. If if the same crowd that's going to boo Roman and boo some of the other crowd people that they boo, um, should not have been happy about Ronda Rousey using Jim Neidhart's death to get to leverage herself over as a face. Now I say that Ronda Rousey, the character, did that. I blame WWE for that decision. Uh, they made the decision not to do their traditional. 10 bell opening with everybody standing on the stage, uh, show a graphic of, of, of Jim the Anvil Neidhart, even if they didn't have the video package ready, which they have enough editors they could have had a video package ready right then. That, that would, if that's the reason, that was an excuse. Um, they should have done their traditional 10 bell with the Remembering Jim Neidhart graphic. Start the night, um, and then you can have Rousey say, "Hey, Natty's my friend, and um, I really, I really feel for her, and she's on my mind." But I've got to focus on Alexa. Don't leverage this into night. It, it was bad. It was bad. It wasn't good. Whoever wrote it deserves a, a hearty slap on the wrist. Uh, and if they've been behind some of this other garbage, go ahead and get rid of them. Um. But yeah, I, I, Rousey doesn't belong in this this stage. She's gonna win. She's gonna take the belt from uh, Alexa. That's gonna somehow get us down the road to Charlotte versus Rousey at WrestleMania. I think that's what we're headed for. But uh, Ronda Rousey shouldn't be where she is. But I can't do anything about that. So anyway, the final match of the night. This is gonna be the main event, right? Every month, every time there's a Lesnar reign, especially when it's Lesnar reigns, but Anytime either one of them is is on the card, there's people that like somehow convince themselves that because they think something else should be the main event, it's gonna main event. It's got a main event, right? AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe, it's got to be the main event. And then when it's not, and instead it's Reigns Lesnar, they get all in a tizzy. Well, if you're one of those people, just go ahead and know, Reigns Lesnar is going to main event this show. I, maybe I'll be surprised. Maybe they'll do something else. I am 98% sure that Reigns Lesnar is going to be your main event. So just get ready for that. Um, I'm predicting Reigns wins. Now, what I wanted to see was that Braun Strowman doesn't get a match at SummerSlam. Or he does get a match, but it's like a tag team match or something. Um, So it's still possible that Braun beats KO and then does this. What I wanted to see happen is Braun Strowman comes out at the beginning of the match and says... I'm cashing in. I want in this match. I want to give these men these hands. I want that belt. I'm in. And and that's how he gets in. And he wins, saves the main event. That's still possible. He could beat Kevin Owens and then do that. That would set him up set him up as a true monster. Um almost too much of a monster in in my opinion. Um but 
that that's something they could do. If not, I think Reigns just wins. And I think this is the time where Reigns can beat Lesnar and get that re- something akin to the reaction that they've been trying to get him for a ye- for years. And the reason he's not already Universal Champion. I hope the crowd just please, if you're one of those, if somehow you're listening and you're going to SummerSlam in Brooklyn, please God just cheer if Roman wins. Just cheer. Give them that reaction because I guarantee you Roman Reigns is going to be a better champion than Brock Lesnar was. He's going to be there every week. He's going to defend it every month, and he's only going to hold it for a couple months. He will drop that belt at Survivor Series in November at the latest. That's my that's my prediction because that's how they do with Reigns because Reigns is there every week. Once he's the champion, he can't just win every time because that's a boring story. You can only do that with somebody who's never there. He can't be there every week fighting guys and just beat everybody. It doesn't work like that. Eventually, somebody's going to beat him. That's what we've seen with champions like Reigns. Um, so, I predict Reigns wins. I've seen some spoilers, so I'm just going to say, spoiler alert. Everything after this is a spoiler. If you don't want to hear the rumor I've heard, because it might ruin your... Pay-per-view experience, just stop listening now. Thanks for listening. Hopefully, I'll have you a show next week. All right, for everybody who's still here, one thing I've heard is that Reigns wins the title. Lesnar is furious and starts beating the snot out of Reigns. Heyman can't control him. Um, Heyman, maybe he just gets out of Dodge. Um... Here comes Seth and Dean. They've beat down Lesnar. Reigns gets up. He beats down Lesnar. They triple bomb Lesnar. Triple power bomb. Cerberus bomb. Somebody has told me that's what that should be called is the Cerberus bomb. And I tend to agree. They, uh, for those who don't know, Cerberus is the three-headed dog of Greek mythology. That fits with the shield motif. Um, they power bomb Lesnar through the table. That's how Lesnar is written off of WWE television. And that's how Roman Reigns gets cheered at the end of a major pay-per-view. I wouldn't hate that. I really wouldn't. Um, I, I think that's the way to go. Yeah, it's cheap as a way to get Reigns over, but that's the way to do it. And then Reigns doesn't have to be over after that. That's the moment you were looking for, is him being over when they powerbomb Lesnar through the table. And that leverages him into a better promo on Monday where he can say, me and my boys, whether they're with him in the ring or not, we took care of Lesnar. We to- I-, I told you he was a bad champion. Dean told you he was a bad champion. Seth has told you he's a bad champion. That's all true. They've all three talked about that at some point in the ring in on WWE television, how Lesnar just doesn't show up, and he's crappy at this. And Reigns can say, we, we saw that, we knew that, we told you about that, and then we took care of it. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, we may not always be together. We may not always... Uh, we may not always be in every match together, but just know we're always lurking. We're always there to take care of things like that. And so now on to the next. And that, to me, that's the way to get to leverage Reigns into a title run where even if he can't get cheered, he can be appreciated. And I think that's the way to do it. So I've seen that idea. I've seen that as something that's been floated. I hope that's what they do. I hope to God they don't pull the plug and make... Uh, and have Brock Lesnar win and sign him to another contract just to get Reigns over next year. That's that's a horrible idea. So anyway, hope you all enjoyed it. It's a bit longer show, which is okay because I've been taking some time off. And uh, hopefully we'll see you next week.